In our reviews, we've had many questions from listeners struggling to break out of a rut. Whether you've had a loss, are in the grind of parenting little children every day, or have simply plateaued, this episode is for you. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and one. And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, five, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. All right, everyone. We are going to start with our face palm. And you guys probably all know what my face palm is. And that is that I thought I was tech savvy until I opened GarageBand. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for being here with us as we struggle through figuring out how we want to record. But we think we've got it down. And I want to give a shout out to someone who helped us with that. And his name is Spencer. And he also has a podcast and it's called The Spirit of 38. But he really pulled through. He met us early in the morning and helped us get set up and saved us. So thank yeah. you, Spencer. He was so, so sweet. To come, I mean, Felicia and I usually meet at 5 or 6 a.m. And he's willing to come. It was so nice. So nice. So nice. We're so grateful to him. Okay, so my high five for the week is just a silly little one, but it sure has made me happy. As you guys know, last week I shared that, you know, our family's been going through some things, some grief, and uh, I've just found a, so much joy from this one little baby, baby, baby thing that's in our life. And that is my two-year-old is obsessed right now. He's never even seen anything superhero. He doesn't even, like, know, you know, he's never watch a show with superheroes. I don't even know where he gets this from. Well, he I know where he gets it from, actually. It's from his older brother, who's five. <laughs> but he always comes up to me, and he gives me a little, like, dish towel, and he says, super weevo, <laughs> and he gives it to me, and I tie it around his neck, and it's the cutest thing. And so then he just cute. runs around our house for, like, 20 minutes the whole time. Super weevo, fly. And he oh like, and he like even has like the moves down. Like he'll stand up on our couch and like put one arm up and then like so fly. Cute. It's so adorable. And it really, just focusing on being present when he does that has really brought me a ridiculous amount of joy this I week. It's that. been like a little beacon of light. Just super weevo. And that age of voice, <laughs> it's so cute. it can't be beat. Like the, no. from when they, you know, like 18 months to like three and a half. I almost get st sad when they start losing their weird stuff that they say. Yeah. Like Cohen used yes. to call snow turn, which <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> but when he stopped, I was so sad. I know. My so youngest, he, he just this week, actually, this is actually a sad one. <laughs> he has always called milk gulk. Oh. And now, like, we'll be at breakfast and I'll be like, milk. glass of milk? And I'm oh. like, you mean glass of gulk? <laughs> Like in my head, I'm like, come what, again. What do you mean, <laughs> milk? Dang it. Anyway, it's very cute. But oh, yeah, I love that. That's but so sweet. I have to actually pull up my phone and like, when that happens, I stop to say, "Can you say gulk?" Just so I can remember, so I can go back and listen to that. Yeah, it's just so cute. Totally, anyway, I love it. So there's little, little tiny little bits of joy that can really be exponential when we focus in on them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just gonna soak up all the joy I can from this. Mm -hmm. Little high fives. All right, so this episode, we are going to talk about finding light, 
um, when you have come through hard place or even you're just kind of in a rut, which I think happens all the time. So um, first, though, we want to talk about last episode we did um, talk about this a little bit, so we'll skim through it. But we talked about doing a meditation and finding peace in this current state that you're in. So if you're in a state of grief or loss or whatever it is, maybe you're not feeling fulfilled in motherhood or your husband lost his job or you're moving to find a place of acceptance within that space. So one of our favorites that we always quote, Eckhart Tolle talks about how your inner state of being produces your outward state. And we talk about this with everything, with parenting, anything you're going through, you can't, well, you can put on a mask on the outside, but it's much more effective if you're feeling that inner state on the inside. Well, and outward masks really don't help us right. feel. It doesn't right. help us feel better. Yeah, you can get through something like that. Yeah. But um, so, for example, if your kid is having a tantrum, I don't think it's necessarily dependent on the words you say that will help him feel those emotions and get through it. Although there can be words, some words that are better than others for sure, but they can feel your inner state. So whatever your action is, if it's produced through joy and feeling happy inside, it almost really doesn't matter how you re react because what comes out will be that, that peace and they will sense that from you. So an exception to that would be if you're reacting in anger and yelling, right. which you wouldn't be you reacting wouldn't be. in anger and yelling if you are feeling peaceful. Right. So just to clarify, though, like yes. you can't be peaceful on the inside. And if you still react with anger and yelling, they yeah. will feel, yeah. I mean, that. But yeah. So it's still better to act calm yeah. than to totally lose it. Yeah. But it's not going to be as effective as if you can actually like yeah. on the inside actually feel it, mm -hmm. you know, put up that little barrier in between mm -hmm. how you're feeling on the inside is that the right way to say it it's like the playpen concept that we mm -hmm. talked about episodes ago in the your children's emotions one mm -hmm. others emotions mm -hmm. that idea that the you can actually get to the point where you can not only react with calmness but that they're whatever they're doing the freaking out the outward circumstance actually doesn't get all the way inside of you yeah and that doesn't happen every time yeah but so a really good example of this, I was actually talking to a friend yesterday and she said her three-year-old doesn't want to brush her teeth, like or is refusing mm. to brush her teeth. So, which that's hard, right? Because really, <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Um, but so she was talking about, is it okay that, you know, I kind of hold her and then brush her teeth? And I think whatever you choose to do as a, like whatever you feel is good. But I told her, I think as long as you're feeling not mad inside, like you're, mm -hmm. you're brushing her teeth. Mm -hmm. I need you out of a place of love or else you're going to mm -hmm. get cavities. Mm -hmm. And that is coming out instead of like, mm -hmm. lay down, you're going to brush your teeth now and brushing mm -hmm. them. Yeah. I think they feel that. And mm -hmm. I think it's totally fine to help her get through that phase. You're still holding your boundary and, but you're mm -hmm. coming at it from a place of peace mm -hmm. on the inside. My mom's a dental hygienist. So <laughs> uh -huh, brush those teeth. <laughs> <sisters>. Amen. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that's, that's, it's like when we talked about the car seat thing, mm -hmm. It's okay. So the action in that, I love the toothbrush situation. First of all, thanks whoever wrote that question because I bet there's a ton of moms out yeah, there who have kids totally. who hate brushing their teeth. Yeah. 
And again, you decide where you stand, but I love that concept that the action isn't changing, Mm -hmm. whether you're gently holding them and brushing their teeth and maybe even holding down their arms Mm -hmm. so they don't keep grabbing the toothbrush Mm -hmm. or out of anger, holding them down with force. That's going to feel totally different in that kid's brain. So excellent example because it's the same action. Perfect. Yeah. But night and day difference, how the kid is going to internalize this. Totally. The kid is either going to internalize, oh, clearly teeth brushing is important and my mom's going to brush my teeth whether I like to or not lovingly Mm -hmm. or... I don't have any control over my own body and blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know yes. what I mean? And I'm scared, all those things. So, oh, I love it. Yeah. Such it's, a good question. It's so good. So that's a micro example of getting to a place where you can accept any outcome, truly accept it, um, no matter what happens, and then moving forward from there. And I just want to emphasize that imagine if you can teach your kids this concept early because we're all howled and me still learning this but if we can start this in our kids childhood so they go to school they're having a rough time on the playground but they can somehow at least feel a little bit of that inner space of no matter what if these people don't like me I still have worth I'm still this like peaceful good human being whatever they're saying to me isn't actually true because I know that about myself I mean whoa wow imagine going through junior high with that oh my gosh High school, college. I'm like looking yeah. back. I'm like, shoot, I wish I had that. <laughs> so hopefully we can get to a place within ourselves that we can kind of fill that so we can teach it to them. It's so exciting that we live in a time where these kinds of thoughts, I mean, these kinds of thoughts have always been there. Mm-hmm. In fact, the more I read of ancient texts, I feel like I'm seeing it more and more. Yeah. It's always been there, but I feel like we're living at this awesome time where it's becoming part of like the general even in our culture, we're talking about mm-hmm. it more. And I love it that we live in a time where we can, so many more people can have access to this concept of presence and awareness and our inner state. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love it. It's so exciting. I agree. Um, so in the last episode, I talked a little bit how I recognize my inability to ex- kind of be okay with suffering, loss, failure. And I realized it by noticing when I was alone, the silence was uncomfortable. And so I would numb out with other things like people turn on a show working. Um, and I think a lot of us do this without recognizing it. Um, we're going through, so say you're having a hard time being at home with your kids. And so what, what I do, and I think what a lot of people do are, Oh, can I do the dishes? Can I organize? Can I what can I do that's like busying myself so I get through this? And for me, I was pushing aside those hard times, whatever they were, and it was causing a buildup of pain that was putting me into like an underlying, like a, almost like a subconscious negative state. So I want to put a challenge that if you are feeling those things, give yourself three to five seconds of just like space to sit in it and we talk about this all the time, but just lean into that feeling and see if you can. It's not that you're fixing it or resolving it or anything. You're mm-hmm. just noticing it and giving yourself that space because we all know that nothing great comes out of easy life. Like we, none of us go through life and everything's easy and then it's great and we succeed and everything's amazing and it was all easy. And if you have, then... Then that's awesome. That's amazing. But You can grow in any of the situations, <laughs> yes. but you might as well take yes. your difficulties and yes. 
Because I think Learn every day we have yeah. little struggles. Yeah. Yeah. And use it as your spiritual practice that you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to have struggle to grow spiritually. Yeah. I think you can grow spiritually and become, and realize your wholeness in the moments of ease and success. Yep. But we're but just talking about when you times. have those yeah. struggles, mm-hmm. might as well turn it into a great spiritual mm-hmm. practice. Yep. I mean, might as well get the benefit out of it if it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we wanted to share uh, Abraham Lincoln's story because we found it super inspiring. So, and I know this is a review for probably a lot of you, but Felicia and I were just recently, again, my little sister, Caitlin, who I hope you guys meet one day. um, She is just a source of all sorts of wisdom. And we were chatting about Abraham Lincoln. She sent us this awesome article just to, just to recap Abraham Lincoln, one of the most beloved presidents of the United States, who did so much good for this country, failed so much. (laughs) Painful. (laughs) So I'm just going to just highlight a couple of, I mean, there's like tons here, but I'm just going to highlight just a couple. So he started out with tragedies in his younger life, which isn't failure, but that's difficult still to go through their difficulties. So... In 1816, his family was forced out of their home, and he had to work to support them. Um, Later, his mother died. He failed in business. He ran for state legislature and lost. Then he lost his job. He wanted to go to law school, but at first couldn't get in. Um, He borrowed some money from a friend to begin a business, and by the end of the year, he was bankrupt, and he spent 17 years of his life paying off this debt. (laughs) Felicia's like grabbing her cheeks right now. <laughs> Can you even imagine? He's building up so much stress. <laughs> yes, he was engaged to be married. So again, this is not failure. This is tragedy. But still, it's difficult to go through. In 1835, he was engaged and his fiance died. Um, in 1836, he had a total nervous breakdown and was, was in bed for six months. Oh. So those of you who have been in bed for a couple of days, mm-hmm. just... Make yourself feel successful there. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 1838, he sought to become Speaker of the state legislature and was defeated. And then skip forward, ran for Congress, lost, ran for re-election later after he won and lost that. Um, All sorts of different things. Ran for Senate and lost. I mean, we're talking, I'm not even going to go through the rest of them, but wow. Like so many things that he tried and on paper failed. But in the end, that whole lifetime... If you look at it more of not as success and failure, but as a lifetime of a journey, Mm -hmm. wow, talk about an amazing, amazing life. And I know um, we've mentioned this before, but if you can just reframe your concept of success, that it's simply just an equation that this plus this equals success. It's amazing that when we change that equation in our mind, if it's being present and experiencing our life as a journey, if that is your definition of success, which I believe even outward success grows when we're able to tap into that. Mm-hmm. But if we can actually have that be our definition of success, are we present? Are we tapping in to who we truly are? If that's our success, then the outward circumstances actually end up not having that huge of an impact. Mm-hmm on our inward state, which is success. That's actually the ironic thing about it. That is success. And it does lead to the outer quote success, but it's almost like you have to realize that that outward success isn't it mm-hmm. to have to tap into that. Yeah. So it's like this, like once you accept it almost, yep. then it works out. Everything works out yeah. so much better, but it's almost like you have to let go of that outward for just a minute. You know yep. what I mean? And, ex- anyway. and I think it's realizing the worth, inside of you the just perfection that you are without 
any, without your house, without your car, without whatever person you marry or how your kids are. Your wholeness. Your wholeness without any of the outwards Mm -hmm. stuff. Accepting that and getting to a place of that inner peace is the goal. I love that. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I wanted to save motherhood as an example of this because I feel like a lot of our listeners are mothers and this is something that <clears throat> I, th- I think it's like a threshold that you have to get past with motherhood. At least it was for me to feel peace having that be whatever your motherhood looks like. So whether you're working full time or part time or you're home with your kids all the time or maybe you work a little bit in the week or whatever your motherhood looks like to get to a place of peace with that because it's such a life changing role that you take on. And all of us, I think it's one of the hardest things that most of us will do in our lives. And even the small things like tantrums, defiance, older kids being stuck in a bad cycle or really heavy things, um, like kids going through maybe getting into drugs or having different things going on mentally. Um, I think all of these things can help us hone in on that presence where we can get to a, a place of acceptance and pass the place of trying to fix all those things. Um, and Because we can't. We, can't. we actually can't control mm-hmm every outward circumstance as much as we want to. Yeah, totally. We actually, we can do our best and we can influence, but we actually influence better when When we're we're present. Yep. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of the time, especially with young kids, so those of you, you're at home, all your kids are under five and it's just like a treadmill of cleaning up the next mess and the next meal and they eat and there's a mess, but they don't even eat the food. So why'd you even make the mess? And it's just, you almost, at least for me, it was, a feeling of I'm not growing, I'm not fulfilling myself, like I'm just taking care of small humans who don't even care that I'm taking care of them. Mm -hmm. And I think getting to a place of acceptance and joy in that state is life changing. Mm -hmm. It is. And so. And Felicia mentioned earlier dishes and organizing, and we just both want to clarify that. Of course, you're still going to do dishes and part of being oh, a mom is you're yeah. going to have to organize. But that little space in between that you're not like just going to fill something because you're yes. going to go crazy. Yes. Taking a few seconds to actually like pull yourself back to yourself mm-hmm. is going to make a world of difference. So yeah. all those, all your guys' tasks that you have, because we don't want you to leave here and be like, so all my to-do lists I just shouldn't do. Because no. of course yeah. we're going to still living, keep yep. still living our lives, but coming at them from a place of presence. And sometimes that does require that you stop and take a few breaths. Yeah. And being intentional and authentic about those things. So <clears throat> if you look, if you take a step back, take a few deep breaths and say, 
in this moment, the authentic thing for me, if I'm in my place of peace, is to do the dishes, then do them. But if you're doing it to fill that space of like you're kind of frustrated and hurting and you think it's going to make you feel better, then maybe take a step back and question it. Yes. And if you feel a little a little hint would be if you're feeling the pull towards things that are naturally numbing, mm-hmm. like any kind of internet surfing, technology yes. numbing f- food. If you're craving vegetables, that's probably not going to be a numbing thing. <laughs> Broccoli. But you know what I mean? But if you're like, oh my heavens, I have to have an Oreo right yeah. this second and yeah. you're feeling that like almost need, yeah. that's just a little like flag for you. Like, oh, yeah. hold signal. on. Let me take yeah. a few breaths here because... Mm-hmm. Again, there's nothing wrong with those things, but we just don't want to use them as a numbing thing. So it's a good like little hint to yourself. If you notice any of the things that are not going to make you happy later, mm-hmm. then that's a hint. And I think a lot of the time we look outside ourselves when we're struggling. So classic cycle, it's like, oh, I'm having a rough day. My kids are being crazy. And oh, I get like 10 seconds of peace. And I pull out my phone and look at social media and I see other people's perfect world so yes oh they're in mexico again and look how cute their decorations and oh they're building a new house and all of this and i think that that routine is just gonna make it worse (laughs) so i want to give you guys a challenge that when you're going through a rough time like that don't go to social media first even if you need to turn off your phone and just sit, go inside, listen to yourself for a minute. Yes. And also, I just read this amazing article actually about how we can use daily activities to actually bring us back to mindfulness. And the example actually was doing the dishes. Mm, so yeah. like if you can be present while you're doing the dishes, say you have to do the dishes, you're feeling a little frazzled, what you can do is take a few deep breaths and then actually just focus on the sensation of doing the dishes. So mm-hmm. turn on the water you let the Feel bubble, the you know, put the soap in, it's bubbly, maybe it smells good, you fill the water, and then you actually allow yourself to be present as you're doing it, because it's an act of love for your family. But when you become present in it, even the act of doing the dishes can become a form of meditation, mm-hmm. which to me blows my mind. And I, I remember, I think it was about 10 years ago, I remember reading in like the Zen tradition that the whole concept is if you don't enjoy the washing of the dish and the preparing of the dish, then it's going to be difficult for you to actually enjoy eating yes. the dish, right? Yeah. So is that, that the tea? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for me, actually, I think it's a beautiful thing as parents because we do so many things that are just like mundane. But if you can tap into that, and this is where the whole find the magic comes from, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're in the present moment, individual, like small things become totally magical. And quoting Oprah on her podcast she actually has been talking with Eckhart Tolle recently if you want to go to her podcast and hear Eckhart Tolle himself speak it's amazing and she says that same thing though that once you tap into presence I mean you do you find and it doesn't mean every single moment of your life is bliss it does not mean that Mm -hmm. well maybe it means that for some people but Mm -hmm. I have not experienced that but you can actually find moments of it feels like magic it feels like I cannot believe I get to feel this wind on my skin right now, standing on my front Mm -hmm. porch. Like that becomes Mm -hmm. this amazing, amazing thing. Like, oh, I'm so glad I get to feel that. Or, oh, hearing my kid's voice, that is magic. Like Mm -hmm. what I was feeling with my son's super wee woe. Like that feeling, 
even suds in the dishes can be that. Mm -hmm. And again, as I'm saying that, I don't want you guys to hear this and think, what in the world is she even talking about? It doesn't mean be bliss bunny all the time. Mm -hmm. It just means that we have access to little pieces of magic throughout our day when we can bring in that presence and we can actually feel we live in these bodies that have taste buds and, and we can feel things with our hands. And it's really amazing if you can actually come back to yourself and not be totally overwhelmed by the tsunami of thought Mm -hmm. and just come back to yourself and feel it. And it's really is finding the magic. It's really the whole core of finding the magic. Truly. And I feel like this concept has helped me teach my kids gratitude for a lot of things. So I've tried when I feel myself getting complainy about something to try to find the, the magic, the goodness, the peace in that. So whatever it is, like say something's frustrating, like for example, something broke in our car and I was feeling like really complaining and annoyed and we're trying to go somewhere instead of that feeling, I switched it to, I'm just so grateful we have a car that we can drive places. And Mm -hmm. then telling my kids that, and now (laughs) Cohen will say, I'm just so grateful for our car or whatever it is. Like we're just uh-huh. we're be more aware of the gifts we do have. And I think when we look at our our moms or parents, whoever was at home with you, and then take another step back at grandparents and great grandparents, they I think there was more value in these little tasks and, and caregiving tasks. Yeah. And now because we're seeing everybody else do all the things. All the um, extraordinary things. Yeah. Because we only, only are seeing, seeing their extraordinary Their extraordinary things. moments. We downplay those very important things. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I'm just going to give an example of just the first step to kind of coming into this, finding the light in either after hard times or in the middle of hard times or just finding the light in your life when you're feeling like you're in a rut. And I think the first step, and when I say I think, so do all of the other, like, <laughs> people who we totally admire. Um, The first step is just noticing that you are not your thoughts. So one of our favorite authors, Byron Katie, says that circumstances don't cause pain, but our thoughts surrounding the circumstances are what causes pain. Um, Eckhart Tolle has something very similar that he says in different words. Really, I mean, I could name a dozen masters who say these exact same things in different words. And so the first step to finding that presence and that light is realizing that we are not our thoughts. And how do you do that? Notice when you are thinking something, so you have a circumstance and then you feel, you start having a thought. And to me, it's actually, sometimes can feel like a storm of thoughts. I think we've all had that where all of a sudden you're just like, like a tsunami of just like, Mm -hmm. oh, oh my heavens, there's so many thoughts around this. And some of the thoughts are very, can be very painful. So, For example, um, you know, my child should not be doing this at this age. That is a painful thought because in your mind you're like, haven't we we already gotten over this? But it's the thought that they should be doing something else that's Mm -hmm. actually painful. Any should statements are Mm -hmm. usually like a trigger. Or this business should, you know, should be working better than it really is. Mm -hmm. The thought is in that it should be. So, okay, so if you can just realize what the thought is, identify it, and that awareness actually diffuses it. It's that feeling, and sometimes you can actually tap into the feeling, like I like to think of where I'm feeling it in in myself. And as you lean into the feeling, 
It actually diffuses it. So literally just this morning, I had an experience with this. Me and Felicia were meeting at 5 a.m. to record this. And I woke up at 3. Just something random woke me up. I don't even know what it was. And normally, I mean, I am a, I like my sleep. I get a good amount every night. Like I'm a <laughs> seven to eight hours girl. Eight is my favorite. And I usually can just fall back asleep easy. But this morning, I had a lot on my mind. I mean, the outward circumstances of my life right now, there's some things that are a little turbulent. And my mind just started going. And it was like a storm. Like I literally, I mean, 45 minutes just went by like that. I mean, it felt like five minutes. And I looked at my clock and I was like, oh my heavens, I've just spent 45 minutes. It's three in the morning. Just letting myself totally be overcome by thought. Completely overcome. Thinking this, this, and this. Some of them were very painful thoughts. Some of them were like, oh, this should be this way. Or why does this just, you know what I mean? Or uh, I, you know, I want this so bad, whatever. All the things. Um, when I say I want this, I'm not saying like a material item. I'm saying like, I want this to go a certain way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I don't have control over this and I really want control or whatever. All these thoughts. And I could like hear Eckhart Tolle's little German accent <laughs> voice in my mind. <laughs> like, just be aware <laughs> of your thoughts. So, so I realized, so again, so now it's like almost four in the morning and I'm going to be meeting Felicia at five. So it's not worth going back to sleep because I like to do our a little mini miracle morning before I, we go, before we meet. And so I literally just lay there in bed and I just said, okay, whew, okay, I see that I'm having an entirely like just a storm of thoughts and I have indulged now for almost an hour and just letting the thoughts go. And it probably didn't do any good, but I did. And I'm just going to be aware of the fact that me, myself, I am not those thoughts. Mm-hmm. That I, where I am, inside of me is whole. Like I really, really, really strongly believe that even like the concept of like brokenheartedness, I feel like it's just walls actually that we put up outside of our hearts that are already whole but we build things around them or we have um, like maybe like a something, a part of us that becomes over, I don't know, overdeveloped, like Eckhart Tolle actually refers to it as the pain body. But, um, but us ourselves are whole. Like mm-hmm. there's something inside of us, the awareness that is deeper than the thoughts and the circumstances that surround us. And when we can tap into that, it gives us a little space Like just picture, I like to actually picture like, oh, I can see my thoughts. And just by the fact that I can see them and recognize that I am not my thoughts, Mm -hmm. I am the awareness behind the thoughts, Mm -hmm. that almost it feels to me like I can actually breathe Mm -hmm. because I was feeling like I couldn't breathe deeply. Like I didn't realize that I wasn't breathing deeply, but I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And once I realized, oh, okay. You put the thoughts out here and you're over here. And I Mm -hmm. literally could feel inside my body like I can actually take a deeper breath. And it didn't completely just like poof, like, Mm -hmm. oh, woohoo, I'm totally good now. But it was gave me that little breathing space to make me feel I felt better. Yeah. So and the idea is it's just a habit. So you do that once and you may not feel much of a difference. Maybe you just feel like you can breathe a little better and that's it. But if you're ever feeling that we all have those moments when we're overwhelmed with thoughts that that are triggered by circumstances that are happening in our lives Mm -hmm. that maybe aren't the circumstances that we were hoping for. But if you can just step back, I know because I just felt it this morning. You can go from feeling like you're being like, <gasps> mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, to oh, I have a little space. I can breathe. And I am OK. Like, mm-hmm. I, am I am OK. okay. Yeah. Inside of me, I'm whole. Yep. And being aware can actually help you get out of those dark places into the light. Mm-hmm. So that's just one little step 
to try out. Just try that little baby thing. Just realizing these thoughts are not me. Yep. And it gives you space. And from that place where you're whole, because we still have to take concrete action on stuff we're going through. So from that space where you're almost like you've taken a step back and you're looking at it as something outside yourself, you aren't affected and weighed down by those thoughts. So I, I know that your reactions and when you do go to take con- concrete steps, your reactions are going to be better and your decisions are going to be better because you're coming at it from mm-hmm. a place of wholeness. Yes, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean passiveness. Exactly. It means actually you're taking better action yeah. because you're present and you're not reacting out of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a little process. Um, you can use this for a journal prompt or meditation when you have something that you're struggling with. So it's my kids having these repeated tantrums or my husband's going through this thing and it's affecting me or bigger stuff, whatever it is. But here's a little process that you can use. So first, I like to name the struggle. So what is the struggle I'm going through? What is it really when I think about it? Write it down or meditate on it. Then what are all the fears I have about this struggle? And why do I have those fears? Name them, recognize them. Um, I think a lot of the times the voice in our head is, quote, fake news. So it's like, you're dumb, you're stupid, like your husband doesn't even like you. It's all this fake news. But if we take a step back and, and name the struggles, question, what are my true fears? Are they really true or, or am I imagining them? Um, and then because most fears are about something possibly in the future. Right. So in in fact, they actually aren't reality. Yeah. Ever. Technically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what could be a positive outcome of this struggle? And this is a question that I took from Brendan Bouchard, I think is how you say his last name, but the book is, um, habits, high performance habits, high performance habits. And it is so good, but it's one of his questions. What could be a positive outcome of this struggle? And he says that high performance people almost always see beyond the struggle that they're in into that next step of what could I learn from this? What could I gain from this? What can I take from this hard time instead of um, defeative defeatist wording Mm -hmm. they look to Mm -hmm. the next step Mm -hmm. so after you've named it gotten to the bottom of what this really is what could be a positive outcome of this struggle is the last question which is another way of saying a different a different uh way of doing it but what you're doing when you ask that yourself a question is you're again you're distancing yourself from the Mm -hmm. actual problem a little bit because you're looking at it from a bigger picture it's almost like you're zooming out right like oh this could lead to this. Mm-hmm. And not only are you using optimism, which is a great tool, but that, again, you're giving yourself a little bit of space when mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm not actually drowning right now. I feel like I am. But ooh, if I just step back and look at this from a long-term perspective, it's just another way of giving yourself that space, right? Totally. We're just trying to create a little bit of space between yep. our inner selves and that outer, outer world, storm. Outer. Yep. Excellent. Oh, I love it. And then this is not part of it, but just a little extra tip when you're going through something challenging, if when you wake up and when you go to sleep, you can have, maybe it's only one thing that you're feeling grateful for. Maybe your whole life is kind of feeling like a mess, but you have one thing, my house, I'm warm in here, I have food, 
and an, a morning and a nightly gratitude. Um, if you can start your morning coming back to that place and end your knife, night going back to that place, it can create that space as well. I love that. And so just all of you out there who are, because again, we've had a lot of questions of a lot of you who are struggling right now at this very moment. And we just want you to know that, first of all, we believe in you and that there is a way to find peace even in the middle of the storm and that you yourself inside is whole. Mm-hmm. You are whole. Mm-hmm. I, I said is, but <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are whole on the inside and you can create that space for yourself in the midst of a storm and you can find an abundance of light of and magic. magic in your life. <laughs> Let's find the magic. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>